Hey everyone, welcome to the Warrior Leadership Masterclass today. You are watching this episode and you're watching this segment because you have decided to step into your leadership and you want to dive in and you want to sharpen your goals and sharpen your skills, especially when leading other people. Now, my goal and my want for you out of this meeting and out of this training course is if you're tuning in, my want is that you can take so much value from this that you can go ahead. Now, I'll, I'll take some ownership. There wasn't actually anyone that came to the master class today, but I am recording this live because I know that maybe, they're not be, they, maybe there's no one watching right now at this moment, but I trust in months or several days or weeks that there are going to be more people that are going to be tuning in into this live, into this video, and you know, kind of gaining some value here, right? Very glad that you guys could be here. If you're watching, hey, take some notes, grab a notepad. You know, I always carry notepads around. I always carry pens around because I am always ready to learn and always take away knowledge. And did you know if you start taking notes, especially when you're learning, it actually helps retain the information 10 times more. So let's dive in, grab your pen, grab your notepad, and grab a friend if you want to listen, all right? Now, here's the battle plan today. Since there's no one here on the feed, check in. I'll do my own check in. I'll share with my own because I'll get a chance for you to understand me a little bit. But also, you can, it can model what it looks like. This is the battle plan for today. We have the check in. We'll talk to you about the warriors of the day. And we'll talk about a leadership action strategy that you could use, especially in your leadership, and something that has helped me and especially has helped other great leaders like Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King. Rosa Parks, and Frank, all these big leaders in the world to expand their leadership. We're going to talk about that. We're going to also talk to you about a training called Leading Strangers. That's the one thing that you're going to take away today, Leading Strangers. That is our topic. And then we're going to be doing goals and mission, and then a checkout at, in, once this is all done. Are you guys ready? You know, if you're watching the replay, hey, look, let me know that you're ready. Maybe drop down in the comments and let me know what you're excited about because I'm excited to add value to you today. All right. Now, hey, look, so this is what a check-in looks like. Now, this is something that you could add into your own team and you can add into your own programs. And whether you're leading a sales team, whether you're leading your own, you have employees, whether you have a project going on, a check-in is a great way to build connection. You know, so one of my mentors once said, John Maxwell, he said, look, find ways to connect with others. Find ways to connect. And doing a check-in is a great way for you, to do, for, for you to connect with other people and to get closer to people. In this check-in, I want you to tell us your name. And I'm actually going to tell it myself is that I'm going to share my name. I'm going to share my feeling. I'm going to share what I want and what pisses me off. Because warrior leadership is not just talking about goals and missions and taking action. It also is about talking about what's coming up for me. Because when I can share what's present for me, I can go lead other people out into the world. All right? Ready. So, hey, my name is Kevin. You already know who I am. And my feeling, my present feeling is very is grateful and joy. Feeling joy. And what do I want in today's, from today's meeting? I want to add value to you. I want to give you 10 times what you pay. I want to serve you and give you all this value that you could put into your life, into your leadership, especially 
into your business, your projects, your volunteer projects, whatever is happening for you as a young leader that you can take to your life. Now, if you're tuning in, look, I know that with social media and with computers every day that you could all, always, you know, you'll get distracted by something like this, right? Because I get distracted all the time, especially when something's playing in the background. I get super distracted. But I invite you to be fully present with, here, with, with us here for the whole training and grab your pen, grab your notepad because let's tune in, right? Now, I want you to share something with me and I'm gonna share something about myself. Is this, okay. Let's do a little, um, I want you to share something that pisses me off and especially what I want. So I told you what I wanted, right? I also wanted to share what pisses you off. What pisses you off? And this is what pisses me off. I feel angry when things don't go my way, right? I actually feel angry and I feel fear when, you know, when people, when I'm wrong with something and then other people come in and tell me that I'm wrong as well. You know, when I feel ganged up on, I feel kind of angry about that. So that's what pisses me off about that. I also feel fear and sadness because I don't feel accepted. Now that's off my chest. Now I can be fully present with you here. I wanted to model this for you because especially if you're sitting in a circle, if you're sitting in a crew, if you're sitting in a meeting, find time to use this check-in, right? Uh, we use this a lot in, the, in, the, in our men's group that we use, but this check-in is such a valuable tool, especially for building groundedness. What to do in a check-in, uh, if you're taking notes, write this down that check-ins must be fully present. Don't let anyone in the circle or in the, in the meeting be on a laptop, be on a phone, Get present, and if you need to be a warrior and you need to be mean and tell people, hey, look, put your phone away, turn off your laptop, turn off your iPad, you might have to use that. All right, cool. So the next thing, what do you want from this meeting? Actually, I already covered that. Now, the next thing I want to share with you here, normally in our massive class we do this, is that this is the warrior of the day. We feature leaders especially other leaders out in the world. And we, I wanna share with you what is happening in the world. You know, what is happening in, what's happening in the world right now, especially when there's other leaders involved, other people that are making change in the world, right? Because one of our passions is we help young leaders change the world. Now, in Hong Kong, there is something happening and there's massive change that is happening, especially the riots in Hong Kong. Maybe if you're not listening, maybe you're not in tune with politics because I'm not, but I'm starting to understand because I need to get down with the conversation, right? Being a, someone, uh, being a leadership trainer, I need to know everything that is happening in my field. Now, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about um, something that happens with leadership. That there are, you know, if maybe if you know this country, it's called Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong, it's below China, and it's actually a part of China, but it's part of the special administrative region. So it's a part of China, but it's kind of independent, right? It's run by its own government, it's independently run, but it still belongs to China. Now, there are so many things happening because there's a lot of pro-democracy people that are really talking about, oh, we want democracy, we want have good things to come. But the government of China is, Long story short, they're communists, right? They're against democracy. 
and they are quashing, squashing all these protests that are happening. Thousands of people, especially some young people, are protesting in the streets, saying no to communism, no to control, and saying yes to democracy, right? So they're defying the police, they're defying the government. So there are riots happening, people are getting beaten, the army is in the nation, so there's so many things happening. Why I wanted to feature these people in Hong Kong is because these people are going head to head, to head and toe to toe with leaders, with soldiers, with the government, with authority. They're facing a lot of authority, right? They're taking them on. Now, why this is important is because, look, in life, in the world, there are people and there are times where we need to defy. We need to challenge, especially me. I grew up a, a defiant kid. I was a kid who was so defiant. I didn't, didn't give, didn't give them. I didn't care. And I was always angry. Now, what was really useful for me was when I was defiant, when I defied things that was pissing me off, when I defied things that I didn't like, especially parents and rules. Now, I really respect these people here in Hong Kong because they're taking in a massive military power, right? A massive superpower that these people here are, they don't give a shit, they don't care, they're ready to fight and they're willing to die for what they believe in. And that's what warrior leadership is all about. You know, these people are speaking up for democracy, they're taking on big military forces, right? You know, China has a huge army, it's one of the biggest armies in the world, and there is soldiers surrounding this nation now. Now see all these people, they're fighting with sticks and brooms handles and all that. They are ready to take on the police and they are ready to fight. What I really honor about these people is their courage and their strength. And I really want to honor them because it takes courage to stand up to that. Many of these people are going to jail. Some of them are going to face a lot of jail time. Maybe some of them are injured or even dying. But that's what happens when you have something that you believe in, something that you're committed to something that you're passionate about. This itself is leadership. This itself is what warrior leadership is about. I want to take some time to honor them. So here's the leadership action strategy. You know, are you, what are you doing willing to speak up, right? Because I'm thinking in your shoes as a, as a young entrepreneur and I'm thinking in your shoes as a business owner, as a young leader out in the world. I want to ask you, what is this, what are you willing to disagree about? No, are you willing to speak up? Because so there are so many times where, especially being an entrepreneur, where there, we have to defy a lot of things, whether it's an investor, whether it's someone in your family, whether it's your brother, your girlfriend, your sister, who are criticizing you, judging you, and saying that your mission is bullshit. Are you willing to disagree you know, are you willing to spread your message? Are you willing to challenge others? And are you willing to challenge and be challenged yourself? Because speaking up can happen anywhere, whether that's in a meeting, whether that's in a boardroom, whether that's in a conference room, whether that's with a client, whether that's with your teammate, wherever it is, it is time for us to speak up. You know, I think of the people who are protesting gun violence done in the States, people who are against gun violence, right? What was really cool about this is that they, these young people, they were like high school students because some of their friends were dying, getting murdered in the streets. Some of them were willing to die. Now, what was admirable about them is that how courageous that it was. 
you know, and the leadership and the organization that it took to organize this huge rally and, and protest, you know, are you willing to disagree? Because I'm not just talking about world, I'm not talking about business success right now. I'm actually talking about world change, you know, things that we want in the world, things to be done differently. Right. And sometimes we need to defy people and we need to stand up and we need to speak up. Let me tell you a story when I, when I did this is that I remember back when I was in, in, in prison, you know, I was in prison for three and a half years. I was in the young offender center. I was in jail for a bit. One thing I learned and one thing I'll appreciate is the fact that there were some times in the jail where a lot of young people, a lot of the people that were in prison with me were getting ganged up on by the staff. And I understand some of these kids are resisting and all that. Some of these kids are these young people, including me, were really to, willing to be defiant and not complying. But I've seen some abuse. I've seen some, you know, over, over, what do you call it? Abuse of power. I remember this one night, I was, um, I was in my cell and I covered my cell window and I started banging my door and they told me, hey, look, take down your window. So what they did instead and what, what they did and they rolled up into my room. They, they're like, Kevin, you need to take down, your, take down the covers now. Take it down now or we will have to use force. And I was defiant back then, right? I was a young kid. I didn't care. I had so much to do. And I'm like, come in here. Let's go. So they rushed into my room. They punched me, cracked me around. I was resisting. I was hitting them back. And I guess they beat the shit out of me, <laughs> hands down. But I've seen so many times when I was defying against people who are, who, are, who are attacking people, who are fighting people, especially, especially young kids who are getting ganged up on, especially when they're not resisting, right? Especially people who are, who are staff who are ganging up on some of the young kids and it was, it was over, you know, over force. They were using too much force, excessive force. And I was disagreeing with that. And so back then, I was standing up. I, I would write reports. I would, I would, I would journal. I would type in, all, in my little typewriter. I had a little typewriter. It was hidden. I would keep track of all these times there was excessive force. And I would send this to my lawyer. I would call lawyers. I would call people. I would take a stand and I would speak up against the staff because of their excessive force, you know, because I was willing to disagree, right? I was rounding up other people as well, other young kids. I was uniting them. I was like, dude, you got to fucking take a stand. Some of them wanted to start riots, you know, cause we started a couple riots in there. You know, that's another story, but some of them wanted to fight and attack staff. Some of them wanted to gang up and, and assault staff, but I wasn't down to do that. You know, I, I got into a couple fights with the staff, but I wasn't looking to, to gang up on them to attack them. Like, I wasn't willing to do that, right? I, was, I wanted to get out. You know, I was doing a long time in prison. I didn't want extra time. So I had to stand up. You know, I had to share my message. I had to be willing to challenge the staff at the Young Offender Center. And I had to be willing to be challenged myself. That is one thing that I needed to. Now, this is something here that I want you to think about because For people who are part of our master class, I want you to think of your roadblock, right? 
that is our leadership action strategy. Um, you know, I shared earlier my own story. Whether you have your own roadblock, whether you have something that you want to challenge in your life, something you want to challenge in your business, maybe you want to speak up, maybe you want to make a change in your company, maybe you want to speak up and change the sales process, maybe you want to speak up and change something, maybe you, you're, you don't like how people are treating you, especially at work, or maybe you, are, you want some change, especially in your relationships. What, where in your life do you need to start speaking up? Right? Where in your life do you need to start speaking up? And sometimes speaking up can be looking clean or dirty, right? Dirty such as swearing and getting angry. I wouldn't suggest, talk, you know, setting boundaries or speaking up in a dirty way because no people won't listen. I know in my own opinion, but what I learned is that when I speak up in a clean manner, when I tell people that I'm upset, I'm angry, and I don't like when they do that, and I want them to do something differently, I say it in a clean way. I use an I statement. I'm not blaming. I'm not judging. I'm just telling them the facts, how I feel, and what I want differently. <clears throat> so facts, what I want differently, and how I feel. Because I think in sharing how I feel, especially with someone that I'm sharing a boundary with, it tells them the impact of their behavior or it shares the impact of something that needs to change. For example, let's say your manager only has a commission. Let's say your only has a commission that um, is, hasn't been paying you commission, right? I had the same thing. I was working in a car dealership and my commissions were off. I'm like, yo, what's up with this? Let me see my commission check. And I got upset. And there are some things I didn't agree with, especially in this job at the car dealership I was working at. So I would speak up. I would, you know, go one-to-one. -one. I actually told people, like, I'm upset and I don't, I don't, I don't agree with this. I told them straight up on my first couple of days on the job, I'm like, I don't agree with some of this tricky stuff that was happening with the car sales and how they were selling cars. I told them straight up and they told me, hey, look, maybe this job's not for you. You know, obviously I stayed for a while. I was actually the top sales rep in that, in that car dealership. And my goal was to be integrous, to tell the truth, and to be honest. Now, I had to speak up in a clean way. I spoke up in a clean way. I had to tell them using I, how I felt, and what, the, what I want differently. And I had to do this in a way that, they would, that would make an impact. Sometimes I'd have to repeat what I was saying. Sometimes I'd have to repeat what I was um, telling them. But that's an action, that's a challenge for you, and that's, that's a leadership action strategy that I want to give to you. So you can take your leadership forward and to, for you to start making change, getting what you want, you know, start speaking with your mission, start sharing your mission. There's so many things to speak up about. Here's what I shared. Tell them how you feel, the impact, how you felt, and what you want differently, right? Use those strategies today and you can use this to speak up. Now, I want to share with you a, a, a training on leading strangers. You know, leading strangers can be something that is scary. Leading strangers can be something that is difficult. And leading strangers is something that is tough for me and especially other people. But when I look at the greatest leaders in the world, General Eisenhower, I look at Barack Obama, I look at Donald Trump, I look at whoever's a leader you see, maybe Deng Xiaoping, maybe... Kim Jong-un, someone who is a world leader on a world level, you know, Elon Musk, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, these were all leaders. 
And at some point, they had to step into leadership, especially leading people or employees that they didn't know. Now, let me give you something that you could take, that you could love. And I did a podcast on this yesterday. If you want to tune into the podcast, email me at kevin at warriorleadership.ca and I'll send you over the podcast that I did. And it's similar to what I did today. And you're going to gain some the same kind of value. Now, I shared with you, look, leading strangers can be difficult, especially meeting people you don't know, telling people that you don't know what to do, and, and, and being, taking command in situations that people don't understand. And maybe what was really cool, though, is that someone shared, once shared with me a quote, is that most of the people in the world are looking to be led. And I agree with that. There's so many people out there that are followers and there's not a lot of leaders. So I trust that when, out of the, when you take something away from this is that you can take leadership strategies that you can take to lead other people today and tomorrow, especially people you don't know. Take, take some notes, tune in, and let's go. Right? So you're probably wondering, how do I do that? How do I lead people I don't know? How do I take a stand? How do I lead people that are strange to me that I don't understand and I'm like, that don't know who I am. How do I do that? Let me, before we get to the, the strategy, let me talk to you. Let me address some fears. You know, John Maxwell once said, you need to encourage, you need to acknowledge. And you need to, and let's actually, <coughs> let's rewind. Instead of saying that, let's say you need, I'm going to say, let's do this. And let me invite you. All right. That's, I think that's a better term. And I'm starting to become more aware of my words and what I say. So I know you need is more aggressive than saying, I invite you. you know, there's two different types of ways to, to lead people. Hey, you need to do this. That, that comes from a place of power. But when I say, hey, let's do this, I invite you, could you do this? It's more permissional and more people are more willing to follow me if I ask for permission or I invite them. So I invite you to look at your fears. And I'm going to model this and talk about this myself because I know that leading people for me, especially people that I don't know, it can be scary. I'll own it. I'm scared of getting rejected. I'm scared of getting criticized. I'm scared of people saying no. I'm scared of people saying, look, who is this guy? And thinking random things about me. You know, but at one point in my life, I have to start, you know, taking a look at and taking a look at this challenge and understanding this challenge and kind of knowing, okay, look, what about this is scary for me? What about this is holding me back? But let me discover and understand my fears. I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared of getting criticized. Like the other day, I was um, doing a moving job. I was helping out a family and I was helping on a family and I, that we was on a team. I was with my friend Hakeem and another guy that I met. And these are people that I don't know well, right? Like I know, I know one of them from Facebook. We were talking, we were collaborating and he, I've been, I've been to some of his events, but the other person I didn't know, right? These other three people I didn't know. Now I knew as we were moving this huge new haul truck, we had a bunch of stuff inside, you know, we, our goal was to get everything inside and I wanted to make it short because it was a Friday night. I wanted to get home. I wanted to get to bed. I didn't want to spend all night moving. 
So what I did, so what I did instead is that, look, I thought of a system so we can save time and we can do it efficiently and we can move the furniture from the truck to the top, to inside of the building, inside of the house in a short amount of time. Now I had to think of a plan, right? I had to think of a way, okay, how can we, how can I make this plan? And I thought of ways that, okay, look, if I, if we had a plan where one person brings the furniture to the step, someone can grab it from the step and bring it up. So there's two people in the chain in the system. Now I was scared to speak up. You know, I was scared to say something because I was scared of people saying rejected or I was scared of people thinking like, who does this guy think he is? I had fear. I had fears of being rejected. But I took a look at that myself and I know fear for me is someplace is, is an indicator that I need to go towards the fear. And it's a great indicator for me to learn success. So I, I knew when I felt fear, it's the right thing to do. Let me give you the how. The how is start speaking up. You know, if you have a plan, I encourage you to speak up about it, to voice it, to be like, hey guys, this is what I think. Maybe you guys need, maybe you could speak up by rounding everyone up in a circle and be like, hey guys, I have a plan here. You know, getting everyone's attention so everyone's in the circle. You know, you could, you know, if everyone circles up in a circle and then you're like, hey guys, I have a suggestion, I have a plan. You can speak up in that way. Or you could tell people, hey, look, I have an idea. We need to do this. What do you think, right? So get people's buy-ins, right? That's the good thing about speaking up. It's not just demanding things. It's also getting buy-in, getting people to buy into your idea. This could apply to anything, whether you're selling, maybe you have new sales reps, maybe you have new people on your team, maybe you're leading a marketing team, a brand ambassador team, and you have brand ambassadors. This is a great tool for you to use, like get them to circle up and start giving them the plan, right? The next thing is connect with them ASAP. Connect, find ways to connect with the people on the team. Whether you have people that you just met and there's 10 people on the team, get it, make, be intentional with connecting with them as fast as possible. And you can connect by building rapport, right? Because if you, I know when I started connecting with people, when I started building rapport with some of the guys in the moving team that on the other day, I started asking them questions. I started talking. I started getting comfortable with them. I started getting to know them and understanding them. Okay, look, like, cool, you, you want to do that? Great, like, let's do it. Uh, you, this guy was playing rugby, so I started talking about rugby and how I was interested in rugby. I got to know him. You know, we connected quick. And this helped build trust, right? This helped build connection. This helped build rapport. Because I know for myself, it's hard to lead people that I don't know, I don't have a connection with. But what made it easier for me is when I started asking questions and I started getting to know the people on the team. I started building rapport, right? And becoming more interested in the other person. You can learn this in any self-development book, but I, I wanted to understand them first and connect ASAP. You know, so I connected with them. Ask questions, got into the know about them and also share about myself, right? My work is to share more about me and how I feel. Because I always ask questions, I make it all about the other person. But sometimes people want to know more about me. So I'm starting to tell more stories and all that. So, yeah. The next thing is discover. Kind of related to connect is discover the needs of the team. You know, 
make it your goal to find out what is the objective of the team. You know, what's the goal of the team? What is everyone's own goals, right? Because if you're leading a new group, if you're leading a new, if you're leading new sales reps for your team, sometimes it's good to understand what is the, the goal of the group, right? What is the goal? Or let's say if you have new employees, one suggestion that you could do is start asking questions like, hey, what are your goals to the new reps? What do you want? What are your income targets? What do you want to achieve? How many calls do you think you could make? What is your biggest challenge? What is the biggest thing that holds you back in sales? Are you good in follow-up? Are you good in cold calling? Are you good in closing deals? By asking questions and discovering, you can understand what does the team need and what does the team want. And if you find this, if you discover what they want and what they need, you can use this as ammunition to help lead them and inspire them. For example, let's say if I know people, let's say if I know someone loves cameras, right? And he loves, and I start asking questions like, oh, hey, you've been using a camera. What do you like about cameras? From there, I could start learning that, okay, maybe this person isn't in the right position right now. If he's a cameraman, you know, if he's taking pictures, he's good with creative and he's good with Photoshop, is, would he be a good position in the sales team? Should he, should he be in marketing or maybe should he should be in the creative team, right? By me asking questions and understanding, I start to save myself a headache and save other people headaches, especially joining the wrong team or getting into the wrong position. You know, kind of like what John Maxwell said, look, we've got to lead with strengths. We have to lead with our strengths and what we're good at, not what we're weak at, because that's where we're not effective. We won't get results. So lead with strengths, and the only way to find some of those strengths is to find out what is important to them. What do they need and what is their strengths, right? You've got to ask questions. This one's interesting. This one's called speak up for them, speak up for other people. Now, when you speak up for others, you can speak. This is what I invite you to do. And it starts with speaking up for other people. You know, start speaking up for people, especially when they're people that you don't know yet. So let's say you have a new team and you, let's say you're volunteering at a, at a soccer game and your job was to hand out soccer balls to people, right? And let's say one of the people on your team is in a wheelchair, you know, is in a wheelchair and it's hard for him to walk around and move. If you're the leader, if you want to step up and to be the, the, the one who takes command, one suggestion that I think you could do if you got to speak up is speak up and tell them, hey, look, I have one person who's not able to walk right now. So he won't be able to do this job. I want to let you guys know that. So if, let's say you're talking to the manager or, or the person in charge of the event. One thing you could do is look, hey, look, this guy, right? Like my friend here, he's in a wheelchair. He can't move around. You know, can we give him another task? Can we give him another thing to do that makes it easier for him or something that that can make it accessible for him. You know, what's really interesting about this is that it adds inclusion. That's what leadership needs. And this is what I'm understanding a lot, especially when doing a lot of men's work, right? Inclusion. Right? Now, I just, I, this is really cool for me. So, all right. So the thing I wanted to share with you to get to you guys today in our, in our training is that speaking up for other people. Now, especially going to a lot of men's weekends and going to a lot of different self-development courses, 
one thing I learned and one thing that has started changing things for me is start including others. I was just in LA and I was in a young warrior training adventure. And young, one of the young leaders is, uh, or one of the leaders of the training, he would, you start using this one thing and, and it was so simple and it was such an easy thing to do that helped me feel welcome and part of the team. Now, I encourage you to start using this because you can start using this wherever you are. You could start using this in your business. You can start using this in your sales training. You could use this wherever you are at. And let me tell you why inclusion, including others, will change everything for you as a leader. And it looks like speaking up for others. So this is the, one of the secrets here in our secrets to leading strangers is that speaking up for other people can change a lot of things. You could start speaking up by, you know, asking people, hey, look, have, did you understand that? Or speaking up for people, especially if someone's in a wheelchair, right? Or someone can't move or someone is not able to be accessible. By helping them and speaking up for other people, this is what I, I invite you to do. Such as, let's say someone has to leave by 6 p.m., right? Someone has to leave the, the, the action taking, the phone call making at 6 p.m., and you're the supervisor of the crew. By you speaking up for them, you could tell someone who is in charge of this program. Let's say you guys are making phone calls until 6 p.m., until 7 p.m., but you have one person that has to leave at 6. By you speaking up for these people, this is what you could start doing, right? It's, it's the fact that you just tell the person who's in charge this simple thing. Hey, look, this person, one person on my team, he needs to leave by six, you know? And this is a, such a simple thing to do, right? It starts speaking up and being the voice for other people. It looks like being the voice for people to learn and understand. And it looks like being the voice for people to, to know what's up and to know and to understand. Now, this is pretty cool to start doing, right? Now, whether you're speaking up for others, whether you're speaking up for your people, whether you're speaking up for someone who is on your team, now, some people aren't willing to have a voice. Some people are too nervous to have a voice. Some people are too nervous to have, to speak up. You know, something, some people are just kind of scared to speak up. But by you doing and you speaking up for other people, this helps build your credibility 10 times and it shows that you care and it shows that you trust. Especially yesterday, I went to the club with my friends and some guy started pushing my buddy and I'm like, I stood up for him. I'm like, yo, man, what, are you, what the are you doing, right? Like, ready to scrap. And, you know, I can tell it built a better connection with the person I was with. The friend I was with who I didn't really know too well, I got a chance to be closer with him because I was willing to fight for him. Now, that is a warrior right there. And that is something that you can start using and including, you know, to start considering other people, including others in the conversation. And you could also include people by, let's say you're having a conversation with people and two new people just came into the circle, or maybe two new people aren't part of your group, but all of a sudden you're talking all this cool story about this thing that happened 20 years ago, but then the two new people who came in, they don't even know what's happening, right? They don't know what's going on. What I suggest and what I invite you to do is to say this, be like, hey, like, so this is what, we're doing this is what we're talking about 
And you turn to the people who just came in, and you can be like, hey, look, like, yeah, this is, we're talking about this story and kind of give them the 30-second rundown just so everyone's included in the conversation. Now, this is such a powerful tool. You know, it helps people feel welcome. It helps people feel belonging. And it helps people feel like they're a part of something. If you start doing this, look, this is going to help increase your influence 10 times. And I know it... it I know this because I personally have witnessed it with my own eyes with leaders who, who help people feel belong. And look, it's a leader's job to, to make sure people feel belong, belonging to someone because people want to belong to a crew. People want to feel belong to a tribe. And I know friends that do this really well. Like my friend, Nani, she has her own mastermind. She does these great things and that she helps people feel belonging. And I don't know if that's a blur, helps people feel belonging. But she also helps people feel like they belong to something that's important. Now, start using this. This is what I encourage you to do. Check out the master class. Glad you guys can take some value from it. Glad you guys can take some, take some action from it. This is Kevin here from the Calgary Library. Take care. All right. Say, so I was just recording a live video here on... I was just recording a live video here on our uh, on on Facebook Live because I had to share that with you. Folks. Last thing, hey, this is the next thing I want to share with you is get bloody. If you want to get close to someone on your team, get to get to conflict, get to get to a, a tough situation. If you want to get, if you really want to get trust and build trust, is to get the challenge quick. You know, get to a point of conflict because I think look. I remember when I got into when I got into trouble a lot in, in the Young Offenders. But I've built so many great friends, and what I've learned, especially building great friends, is being willing to fight them. You know, I have so many people that I trust and I know, and I did, and I trust and I know them because I was willing to fight with them. I was willing to get bloody with them, and there are some people I was willing to scrap and I fought right. So back when I was in back when I was in juvie, we would get together in the washroom, we'd box it out. We'd do body boxing and we'd test each other. We'd test how strong each other are. And there's something about that of just testing someone that helps you get to know them better. Now, I'm not, in, I'm not telling you to go punch out someone on your team. They're not telling you to go slap them in the face. What I am inviting you to do is to get to conflict, disagree with them, start speaking up against them, start saying something that is, a, is different from what they're saying. Get to a point where you disagree. Now, if you could start doing this, you can start building some massive rapport. I've started using this. I think it's important. And I have friends that I can trust with my life because I'm willing to fight them. And people and teammates that trust me more because I can be straight up with them. I can give them feedback and they would give me feedback and it'd be okay. And also that's a two-way street as well. Look, if you're challenging someone, be willing to also be open to challenge. Because people are going to challenge you even if you want to challenge them. Right? So last thing, last secret is get to rejection quick. If you're leading a team, I was scared of rejection. And, if, and this is something I'm working on myself. But if you want to lead a team and if you want to lead new people, get to rejection ASAP. You know, get to a point where you're rejecting, you're, you're getting rejected by people. You're getting criticized by people. People are judging you. Because when you get to that point, it shows that you don't have, you don't have a fear. You know, if you can get to rejection ASAP, if you can say something in the team, if you can speak up or maybe offer or maybe make a suggestion in the plan, if you do that, 
look, it starts with taking a risk because it could either happen or not. And I think you'll be okay if people reject you. I think you'll be okay if people say you're stupid. Because look, that has happened to me so many times. People have rejected me so many times. But I am such a better man and such a better leader because of it, right? So get to rejection. That's one thing that I really invite you to do. So start doing things that are risky, right? Start doing things where people are kind of, will, will reject you or possibly say no to you. A great thing for this is if you like start making cold calls, man. That's a great way to start doing rejection and get to criticism. Now I talked to you, now this is part of our meeting where, uh, of our masterclass where people share their goals and their mission. And um, if we had people, we could, I could share more about this. But long story short, this is a chance for you and you part of the meeting where you could share your goals and your mission and what's important. So one of my goals this, this week is to raise my income. I need to get my money right this week. So um, that's one of my goals. But my mission, I have two mission statements, is to serve 10 billion leaders and also to create a world of strength by building leaders, giving love, and taking action. Now, since there's no one here on the feed, I want to give you some value here because that was one of my wants out of this meeting is to, to also share that if, if you know you know those mission statements that you see that people you see all over and if you want to understand your mission this is such a simple way and if you're watching tune in now it's mission equals vision plus action so mission equals vision plus action let me repeat that if you want to find your mission find out what you see in the world what do you see in the world that you want to create what do you want what do you see is possible and what actions are you gonna to take to make that vision happen? So vision and action, what do you see and what are you gonna do? Creates your mission statement. Such as, look, I so I create a strong world, so that is my vision. I want a strong, strong, loving world. And how I'm gonna do that? I create leaders, build leaders, I give love, give be loving, and then take action. So we gotta take that massive action. Now, I want to thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you got so much value from this out of this training. I poured out my heart for you guys in this training. I'm so glad that you guys could be here. And I'm going to go out and go celebrate my culture because it's actually Philippine fiesta right now just across the street. So I'm going to go and celebrate. Glad you guys could be here. Thank you for tuning in. And look, if there's anything I can do for you or our team can do for you, email me at kevin at warriorleadership.ca and we'll get you everything that you need there, right? So thank you for tuning. This is Leading Strangers Training Influence, the masterclass. Have a great day, guys. Take care.